Today, I'm speaking with Decca Meal. She is an incredible artist and she went from not really knowing how to build a business or how to create money from her art to creating this beautiful, amazing, fulfilling, passion-based business through the choices that she made and how she is using her art to help people see and feel into the vision of their future. I can't wait for you to hear her story. So enjoy. Make sure to grab the official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It's filled with some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all absolutely free. Just go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to download yours now. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and welcome to Not Over Just Different, a podcast for women of a respectable age facing life's next new chapter. So grab a cup of tea and pour yourself a glass of wine and join me for some deep, real and candid conversations about everything from health, aging gracefully, relationships and how to make the next 50 years even better than the first. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the podcast for this week. This week, I have a very delightful surprise. I have my special guest is Duck Camille. Hi, Camille. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, Natalie. Thanks for having me. So uh, Camille, I actually have uh, been connected with for uh, like a couple of years or something now, I think. And um, uh, Camille went through my USM Ultimate Success Masterclass program uh, and was able to use that information among, with other information that was coming in for her as well to um, change direction of her life. But not just change direction, but do it in a way where she's doing what she feels passionate about and feeling like she's being fulfilled and, and, you know, serving a purpose, which is like, you know, what we're all striving for, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about, um, about your specific journey because you've been able to create this beautiful business um, and vocation through your art. So tell us how that happened. <laughs> well, you know, when I, I was going through a really um, down in the dumps period, I was frustrated because I had launched my business in September of 2019 uh, for an online art uh, gallery where I would showcase other artists. And I thought this just makes sense. We can do original art, we can do prints, and people are going to just love this and start snatching them up. Well, it was crickets and I took all sorts of courses and nothing was working And I was really discouraged because I was literally like, God, why am I not succeeding doing the thing I love doing the most? I've discovered my gift. I know what my gift is. I identified what I wanted to do and I wasn't succeeding. And I was sitting around um, late one night uh, and I was on YouTube kind of looking for law of attraction type guided meditations and lectures and things to just re-stimulate my um, react, re- reactive, re- react, uh, what's that word? Uh, where your particular activating system. Yeah. Yes. yes. Reticular <laughs> activating system. Thank you. And I found you came to me, you know, you were, you had your ad for, um, USM and mind movies and it just spoke to me. And I knew in the back of my head, I should sort of like make sure it was okay to invest in with my husband, but I didn't care what his response was. I knew I had to invest in it. It just spoke to me as a visual person. And so I took the course and again, it helped me visualize and see myself 
performing and creating and having people come to me, having people call me. I have that on my vision board that people are regularly pursuing me to do commissions. And so this kind of started that momentum in that direction. And I always like, I always go back to this analogy of a train. And that's a part of my concept of the project is manifest station. And the station part is part of the word manifestation, but it's also this train station concept where we can be on a train going in a certain direction and we're kind of a passenger in the train as opposed to the driver sometimes. And if it's not in the direction we want to go, we can always get off at the next stop and sort of sit there on the sidelines observing and sensing where we want to go next or going to the opposite direction and going the opposite direction on the train or leaving the station altogether. And when I kind of started to open my awareness of how many options I had and realized that so many of my things and belief systems were truly limiting me from pursuing and believing that I could be a successful artist it, it just sort of changed everything. It broke me out of that shell and that mold and that wiring. And so that is where you helped me. You really helped me visualize this. And, and then all the tools manifest uh, this dream. And I just, I believe that strongly. You know, I'm, I'm a perfect example of that just like happening. You know, we were talking a little earlier about how, how sometimes we don't understand or we don't remember or maybe we didn't get the memo um, right. that we can have choice. Like sometimes we go, we, we're stuck in something because we think we should. Maybe we have responsibilities. I mean, you're a mum of two children, so it's not like you, I mean, you have responsibilities as well. Um, and so sometimes we don't realise that we have the choice or how to make the choice that's in alignment with our, you know, particular values. Right, right. We think we don't have enough time. And, you know, and I was getting really frustrated because I felt overwhelmed, but because I wasn't sort of, you know, receiving what I wanted. I wasn't allowing the universe to kind of bring it to me. And it was trying to, I was blocking myself. And, you know, we can tend to get into this like hustle mode because we want it so bad and we kind of hold on to it so bad in a way that we think it should be. And sometimes it's going to come to us in a different way that exceeds our expectations. Right. And that's really what has happened. So Yeah, because there's there's multiple ways that you are creating your art, right? Mm-hmm. There are. There are. I'm actually super excited um, about an NFT project that I'm working on right now with a really uh, profoundly um, um, uh, well Uh, funded and um, with a lot of sort of uh, integrity this group has, uh, the Satoshi group. And we are developing something that combines the manifestation project that I'm doing in real life now into the metaverse. And the concept behind manifestation, my project, is that I connect with my collector one-on-one in a video call usually because they're all over the place. And I help guide them through with breathing techniques and first a conversation just to see if there's a fit and just to see if I can um, serve them uh, 
the, the intention that I have to bring my art and use it as a visual manifestation tool. So then if we've discovered that, we do this breathing technique where we work together to tap into their deeper um, passions and their deeper belief and their deeper dreams. And I'll take notes and my intuition has been developing to where now I can kind of sense what I feel they're thinking or they're needing in their life and what that what looking at would help them ignite and elicit this manifestation. So I take notes and then I go off and I take and I paint a painting based around what they're envisioning for their future. And then once they have the painting, they the co whole concept is that I rewire them to it. Um, energetically so that when they look at it they're constantly reminded of that dream they have or that desire to find the mate the soulmate twin flame or the uh, gratitude sometimes people just want something that reminds me them of the gratitude they already have with what they have in their life you know in the relationship or relationship with self but the bottom line to this whole concept is that it all boils back down to how much are we loving ourselves? How much are we, what is the dialogue going on in our minds? How are we treating ourselves? When we look in the mirror, how critical are we? Um, or critical of where we are in our lives or upset that we don't have enough money. And so this whole concept is to remind people that my mission is to remind them to, that you need to feed and fuel your love for yourself. That's the most important thing because no one else can do it for you. Right. And no amount of money will do it unless you're doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, self-love is probably one of those pieces because when we're looking at, um, you know, manifesting and creating this life that we want, yeah, there's some things that we can do. Like, you know, we can make a mind movie we can write our affirmations we can visualize but a lot of it is about who we're being mm. who we're being at the core is the frequency that is what we're emanating this is the difference between wanting it so bad and why isn't it coming and oh everything kind of just works out for me like you know that's it's the difference between those two flows so self-love is a big component of that you know, because if we don't believe we're going to be successful, we don't believe that we deserve it, that's what blocks us from being successful, right? Right. So um, it sounds like that was a bit of an aha moment for you. So tell me where, like, how did you come to that realization? Like, what was your self-love level when you first started on this journey? And hmm, what has it blossomed into? I get goosebumps because, you know, when I talk about this uh, story, it doesn't make me look very good. Um, and it's when I tell people that, you know, this all came into focus because I was yelling at my kids and I was kind of going on the train of becoming a verbally and possibly a physically emotional, uh, abusive parent to some degree. And I, that was my wake up call. And I, because I was very aware of what my emotions were when I would get angry. And I was so resentful that I had to, that nothing I was doing was enough. I was so resentful that my business wasn't working and I wanted it to, and that I needed to, you know, get help my daughter get her boots on and she wasn't listening. And, but I was, I was angry and I felt guilty. And I knew that 
I, I could just see when I was looking at her and yelling at her myself as a child. And so that came back full circle of like, wait a second, you're the mom now, Ma, uh, Camille, <laughs> you're the mom, you're the adult and you have to work on yourself and you have to make sure that your cup is full because she is mirroring everything that I'm doing. And I realized that my little girl inside was not healed, you know, was not really feeling safe and was not really feeling in love with herself. And so I started a bunch of meditations and I did some hypnotherapy for, for inner child work. I, um, realized my hormones were imbalanced and a lot of this anger and rage was coming out of this whole thing. That is some, an issue that I feel is very, very little is um, done for it, or is it spoken about? And I think often the mental health and emotional health of, a, of both, you know, men and women has to do with their hormones, really uh, yeah. uh, what I've discovered. So that was my wake up call. And the interesting part, back on self-love is that once you do have this contentment most of the time, and it is something we have to constantly check in with ourselves. And once you are believing so wholeheartedly that you have the success or what it is that you want, you literally stop needing it. Mm. And it's sort of in between that beautiful zone that the universe is like, oh, well, then you should have it because you already have it and you're already feeling like you have it and you believe that you have it. So here you go. And so that's when you start receiving these things because you're, the universe just wants you to have anything you want, you know? Yeah. Um, and I had a mantra, things are always working out for me from, you know, the Esther Hicks world and just all of this beautiful stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and I'm loving how you're like, you know, you've got this tool and then we've got this tool and then we're doing this. And, you know, there's such a plethora of techniques and tools and things that we can use. Um, and I think part of it is having the motivation uh, and the, you know, inspiration to be using these tools. Right. Because it can be really easy for us, you know, when going gets tough, just to default back into what we know or what makes us feel comfortable or, you know, where we feel better. But, you know, that normally is our subconscious mind throwing up all of these, you know, excuses, these thoughts, these behaviours that want to keep us safe because exactly. you know, it's reminding us, remember, you don't deserve this. Right. You know, so don't don't bother. Don't bother putting, <laughs> putting in the effort yeah. because you want to keep you safe. Yes, we're more powerful than our subconscious mind. It just wants to keep us safe. And, um, you know, it's it's used to the status quo. It doesn't want these pivots and these changes and these transformations. You know, it's not supporting that. So, yeah. So that's where it can be a, a, a massive challenge. You see, when it comes to achieving success, whether it's financial or even spiritual, the outlook we have on life really has the power to determine the opportunities we attract. This is why it can sometimes feel like things happen to you and not for you, almost like there's an internal block keeping you from experiencing life the way that you want. But if you're ready to start living life on your terms and want to free yourself from the self-sabotage that's keeping you from your power and freedom, then head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash success training for a free workshop where the legendary Mary Morrissey and I help you to open your eyes to what's really holding you back in life. Our online training is something that you don't want to miss, and it's available to you absolutely free. 
So again, head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash success training to claim your ticket and I'll see you there. So I love that. So, you know, so self-love, very important. Another piece, and and uh, we were talking about this the other day on a, on a training that we're on, um, was this forgiveness piece because you mm. were talking about how, you know, you were like had to get, like you understood that, you know, you were, you know, yelling, you like this is not the parent that I want to be. You know, how did you get to that place of forgiveness for yourself? Because unless you release that, you kind of stay tethered to, you know, that version of you, which is not necessarily you, it's just behavior that's showing up in the moment. That's a great question. Um, You know, I think enough meditation, I think enough um, uh, really communicating with my children about how human I was and um, realizing also that there was different, um, there's something called parent-child interactive therapy that we've been doing with our child because it's it's such an ongoing thing. Kids need so much attention, right? And they want this connection. All they want to do, even when they're acting out, is connect. So um, it's really like I just this retraining because I was neither of my children were at all accidents. It was sort of like, I'd been wanting to have them since I was four, practically, you know, I've spent my life obsessing over, I have to have children. I was so wired for that. And, um, and it got to the point where it felt so challenging to be a mother. And then of course, at a pandemic, um, and I, I kind of kept questioning, why did I want this so much? Like, why am I so, um, biological? Why, why was I so biologically wired to have wanted this? And, you know, a lot of people have said children are our greatest gifts or our greatest, um, tests, right? It's the biggest challenge to go through and, um, almost heal any of the genetic, genetic and hereditary challenges that keep cycling through the generations and it's such a big generation from the baby boomers who raised me um, and the world of spanking and the world of making uh laying down the you know this fear in children and thinking that that level of authoritative discipline uh, would work um it's just not the way yeah yeah i know and you i I think as a parent it's like, and you're also responsible for these, these, you know, these, these lives. Right. Um, and, uh, and it can be challenging because, you know, I don't have children, um, but, uh, you know, my, a lot of the, my friends and, and siblings, my sisters, especially, they, they just go, it's like, you see yourself in them, you know, <laughs> the good and the bad. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So it's like they don't they know exactly how to push the buttons and and so forth. But you know, making that commitment to going, okay, well, if I'm choosing to parent from a place where I am the learner, I am the student, I'm I'm learning and I'm expanding. And how does this experience expand the version of who I am? Then you know that's when you get to have these amazing you know little humans you know um, in your life. Now, the other thing I want to talk about, because, you know, you, like you were saying before that you take people through a process when you're, you know, you're doing your paintings and you're, you're talking about a, a lot about where their life is going, what's important to them right now. Um, but, and yes, you can have all that information, but I'm assuming that you also have a process or some way that 
that you can connect with the divine so that, you know, not only do you have the information, but it's also coming through to be able to, to divinely create this art that, that you, you know, that you're doing, you know, how do you do that? How do you connect to the divine? Um, so it's definitely, I'm breathing with them and I, my eyes are closed and, you know, I don't, advertise this a lot because it happens so organically. So people are attracted to it that I'm already sort of, I, maybe our spirits talk to each other ahead of time to kind of figure out if, if this is a right match or there's a vibe, right? How you, how it's sort of like how you meet anyone, meet your future best friend or your, or your partner. Um, and so I think there's that element before we've even met, And then when we're meeting a lot of my intuitive wisdom kind of definitely has been developing through the work that I do already, the meditation and then uh, my personal work. And then when I'm connecting with them, like I said, I'm breathing deeply and I'm just getting these images and um, talk, asking them questions. Oh, I saw that. And, or, you know, and making notes and just, it, it comes through. It's sort of, in line with, with that channeled energy. Um, I don't, I'm not one that sees auras, you know, someone just asked me that on uh, a call the other day. Um, it's more, but I am open to this concept being about, um, a legacy or this kind of, uh, tribute like some of the work is a tribute paste for their wedding anniversary and some of those can just be super profound because of for obvious reasons and then you know some things are more for the future and then but it's all about not just focusing on the future it's about being in the moment so some people just want a simple ocean view that reminds that when they're looking at the ocean, it brings them peace and they aren't able to get to the ocean as much as they'd like. Um, And so that's where it comes from. But I think at the bottom line, what um, really strikes people's interest is that it's personalized Mm -hmm. and that it's really all about them. Um, and that it can be used as not just a commission piece, but not just enjoyed as a commission piece in, of decoration, but can really be used to ignite this energy and remind them of this energy mm. and self-love. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we've talked about how, you know, some versions of your painting is like a, is like a vision board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but it's symbolic of someone's, you know, future. So right. even being able to sit and energetically, you know, look at that, it can yeah. also help people to to sit in that visualization of the future that they want to create. Completely. It was all, this was all kind of came about because of this vision board concept. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, the work of Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza has been really influential. And then, if, but of course, the main thing was your mind movies program, because here it was visuals and I was creating it. And it just, as an artist, it just completely worked for me, mm. you know? Yeah, I love that. So, uh, all right. So you've been on this journey. So tell me what life looks like now for you. Like, what have you been able to create? You know, you've had your, your visualizations and you did mention that that maybe it's manifested, you know, it exceeded your expectations. So, yeah. you know, I just, I mean, the reason I want you to share this is so that people can see what is possible, you know, when you start from like, I, I want to do art as a business, but I have no idea what that looks like as to what actually can come to fruition. 
Mm, well, I also have to give credit to some of the courses that I've taken for art so that helped me um, understand my mission and not just in a, okay, write it down, but in a really like some of the courses were um, more spiritual in understanding and reliving my most painful memories, my most joyful memories, and really seeing myself from a third person, right, or an objective point of view and expressing how I'm feeling and really getting into the the nitty gritty of my mission and, and realizing kind of what it is. And because um, not just for a marketing standpoint, but everyone does want to know, well, what were you thinking when you painted that painting? And uh, uh, people always ask you, how long did it take? But what were you thinking or why do you paint? And I never knew how to answer that. I've always loved to paint. I was a painting major in um, uh, college and I'd been, I really got into painting in high school and even oil painting in high school. And I would often be in the studio during lunch painting because I enjoyed it so much. Um, so it's really about whether you're an artist or a creator or, um, or anything, discovering your gift and knowing that even if you can't say, well, Camille, I can't jump ship from this. I have these responsibilities and I can't do this. Find a way to do that and over time, maybe segue into it. So it's your plan B, but you have to commit to it in a sense of um, sacrificing other things, maybe some other events, right? Don't lose your life and your social life completely, but not watching TV at night. You know, I, I love the analogy, like I'm never going to lay on my deathbed saying, you know, I wish I had seen the rest of Ozark or <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, it, you are here to fulfill whatever your heart wants to do. And you'll know it's your gift when you are doing it and not even thinking about being paid for it. Right. And then the money follows, or if, if it's not working, you still want to do it. Um, and you know, you wouldn't give up on it. Uh, that's kind of what I had to do. And I mean, I've been working hard at this, so <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. And now you get that lifestyle that you want and you, right. you know, and right. I'm sure that because you're a happy mom that you have a happy family. <laughs> yes. Uh, my daughter picked up, I had some note cards on the staircase the other day and she was like, unicorns? peace signs, all of these different notes for different, um, layers for my NFT. And she, she's one of my biggest, um, uh, supporters. She's always like handing out a business card to someone or telling them that I do art or, but she really wants me to get back into children's art. And the fun thing about NFTs is that there's this lots of this sort of childlike, um, frivolity and naivete and all of these things. Um, so she's happy to see that, but they're very supportive. I always tell them because the novelty, although I'm, um, this is my business and I'm making a living at it. The novelty has not worn off when people say, yes, I want you to do a commission for me and here's money. It's just such an honor. And I don't think I'll ever stop being grateful for that that someone wants my work, you know, and my prices are increasing because I want to spend more time with each piece and really get it to the next level and, uh, you know, have fewer clients each month so I can spend more time with them. 
because I go back and forth. Once I'm about 70, 80% in a painting, I'll go back and forth with them as many times as it takes that they are completely satisfied. And so that there's not one part of the painting that they're like, I didn't really like that, but that they're completely satisfied before I send it to them. And that can take sometimes months. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, if people want to connect with you and reach out and find out more about what you do and like, where can we send them to do that? Oh, well, I mean, I should give, I, since I can't uh, write it um, my whole Calendly, but I think just my email is a good start. Camille at decamille.com. Camille is C-A-M-I-L-L-E. And my, my uh, online site is coolarthouse.com. That's also a good way to see. I, I have several artists um, around the world that I represent. And there's also a way there to contact me and get in touch and just see if there's a conversation that we can have. And if nothing else, I love just sharing my mission with people and reminding them, you know, there's no place like home. Like just right. <laughs> click your own heels. <laughs> Well, Camille, thank you so much for your time today. It's uh, thank you for having you know, me. One of those inspiring stories, and and again, it's like when you have that dream or that, and, and you're committed to it. Mm. You know, um, that you know, you will seek out the information, the tools, everything that you need to make it happen. Yes, um, right. And it's, and it's never too late. It's never too late for us to be able to do this. And I mean, why not? You know, and I know you've touched a little bit on NFTs, which, you know, I, I have started these conversations about, you know, these new ways we're working, you know, we're going into the metaverse, you know, we've got NFTs and crypto and all these other ways of making money. And we're not too late to learn about this um, and to be part of the wave. So right. um, I'm really grateful that you were able to share that today and for all of your time and Thank you so much, Donnie. Oh, thanks for having me, truly. I'm so grateful for you and to you. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and do so on iTunes or Spotify or go to mindmovies.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, remember, new episodes are released every Monday morning and we'd love to spread the word. So after you've subscribed, be a great girlfriend and pass it on to a friend who will enjoy this too. And don't forget to grab your official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It includes some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all completely free. Head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to grab yours today. Until next time, remember it's not over, just different.